0: we Welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall, a little show here on WEHC, where we get to sit and visit with a with a graduate and catch up. And you know, it's like we're sitting on the duck pond wall and having a conversation. Come on, Kelly, I know you've done that. Yes, of course. Absolutely, exactly. Our, our guest today, and I'm very happy to welcome her. Our guest today is actually a graduate of the School of Health Sciences, Kelly Landreth. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I'm thankful for the opportunity to speak with you this evening. Well, let me tell you, we're going to pump you for information.
0: And because I want people to know about this program and about our cool grads. And you're doing some neat stuff. And I want people to know about it. So you finished at the School of Health Sciences in 2018. Is that right?
1: Yes, ma'am. And I was
0: part of their first class. First class of? Occupational therapy. Occupational therapy. Wow.
1: All right, now you
0: know this is something. Occupational therapy, or OT, as you cool kids call it, is something <laughs> that I'm having to sort of become a little bit more familiar with because you know we've got this great program. For those of us, maybe who are like me and, and not as familiar, tell us, tell us what OT, what is that discipline like? What what do you do? What do you do, Kelly? What do you do?
1: Oh goodness, I do a little bit of everything. I feel like. Um, <laughs> I get this often and I have actually been an OT for like three and a half years. And I'm still pretty sure my parents don't even know what I do. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. And I'm reminded every day why I do what I do. Um, we get to work with patients on what's called activities of daily living. Um, so that includes bathing, dressing, toileting, um, cooking, cleaning, driving, we get to assess their abilities to do those things safely. And then if they have a disorder or a disability or an injury that may be preventing them from doing that, we help teach them adaptive techniques in order to be as independent as possible in those activities. Um, We also work with upper extremity. So uh, hands, elbows, shoulders, Fine motor control. So there's kind of a there's a big group of things that we get to do. um, But it's just it's an amazing profession, and I love it every day.
0: Well, the big smile on your face kind of gives away that you (laughs) like what you do. So how do you assess some of those things? Do you do you give them a
1: task and say, let's see how you do with this? Yes, ma'am. So. It kind of varies because as an occupational therapist, you can work in so many different settings. So you can work with pediatrics, you can work with kids. So it's going to look a little different in that setting because in that setting, you're going to look more towards their, their ability to play and their sensory integration and those types of things. I work primarily with adults and I work in the rehab aspect of it. So a lot of times on my evaluation, I go in and say, okay, I'm going to get you in the shower and I see how, and I tell them like, my goal is to see what you can do and I'll help you with whatever else you need me to do. So I'll get them in the shower, have them do it, help them get dressed, help them brush their teeth. They need to go to the bathroom and just assess their ability to do those things. And then I score them so that way we can get a baseline. And as they progress during their rehab stay, hopefully we can teach them techniques to make it to where they won't need my assistance at the end.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. And so so I'm trying to think of an like an example that you might tell. So like if somebody's not doing well with um let's say well, let's say brushing their teeth and and basic toiletry and that kind of thing. So there are things that you can teach them as far as how to maybe do those things. Is it just a matter of practice because they've been going through rehab or are there some techniques that they can learn?
1: A little bit of both. So, you know, a lot of people, when they brush their teeth, they stand. brush their teeth or brush their hair, they stand up. So energy conservation of sitting down or propping their elbow on the counter. If they don't have the upper extremity strength to, to brush their teeth or brush their hair. Um, We have adaptive utensils. So built up utensils. So if they have arthritis in their hands and they can't really grip a small toothbrush. So there's all different ways to do it. Um, And, for example, bathing, you know, sitting down on a shower chair, using grab bars, handheld shower heads, uh, long handled sponge, all different things. And there's adaptive equipment that I wish I would have thought of. And then, you know, I could have patented it, and everything would be great. But there's some really cool equipment out there that occupational therapists use every day.
0: I love the adaptive equipment thing. It, it reminded reminds me of an article I read, and I'm going to forget the term, um, but it talked about how there are things that, there are things that we can do for in buildings and that kind of thing. I guess maybe universal was the term that, you know, universal. we say, yeah, we say it's for like dis, disabled people, but
1: really it makes life easier for all of us. Yes, ma'am. So actually what is interesting that you say that, so As an occupational therapist, we could even go the route of becoming a universal design guru, kind of. So we can go into people's homes and help them help work with a contractor to adapt their home to make it more accessible. Um, I'm actually down here in Florida right now, and there's a bunch of occupational therapists that are doing that. They are helping some of our retired community members to adapt their home to where it's more easily accessible Um, you know that includes the height of your counters it includes the way that your cabinets open um, different types of doorknobs and door handles there's all different types of things but universal design is pretty cool and that's actually something I've considered maybe down the road looking into is maybe developing my own company to do that to help make adaptations to homes.
0: That is really neat. Well, and we have a graduate who is an architect, but he's certified now in aging in place specialties. and so that's that's his thing is to go into like you're saying, going into the homes and you know and, and making it so that you can be at home longer, you know, with the yes, right fam. with the right designs and the right equipment. so 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 do you work with
1: some of those kind of people? Do I work with some contractors or architects? yeah, like- yeah, yeah. yeah. At this point, I don't, I, um, I'm mainly in the hospital setting, right. um, but I do know some people down here in Florida that do, and they love it. They, they, it's really, it's a very popular thing down here, especially in Florida, you know, with snowbirds and people coming down yeah. here. Um, well, so I it is a very few
0: people who were, you know, past a certain age, shall we say,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, even our younger folks, let me tell you people from all over the country are coming down here. Cause it's warmer. <laughs> Or is it because it's warmer or because everybody is hoping to meet
0: Florida man?
1: I mean, I might be hoping to meet the Florida man.
0: But okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that. All right. So now you're in Florida, but you have a Bluefield address because you're actually a traveling OT person. Is that right?
1: Yes, ma'am. I thought um, only nurses so, got to do that. So
0: traveling is for other people now too?
1: Yes, it's actually interesting. Um, I didn't know it for the longest time either, but most people do think of travel nursing when they think of traveling, but they have it for speech therapy, occupational, physical. They have it for all different types of disciplines. And um, I, have a, I have a couple friends that actually do it and kind of got me interested in it. And I, I really like it because it kind of keeps me on my toes. Um, I primarily, I'm used to working in like a neurological rehab setting, but down here in Florida, I'm actually working in a level one trauma center. And so it's kind of keeping me on my toes with my medical knowledge, um, you know, learning all the different aspects of medicine that I would have never imagined that I would need to know as an OT. Um, but it's really it's neat because you get to do 13 week contracts Um, and then if you if they like you and you like them you can extend or you can pack up and move on to the next place
0: well how much how much of it is um, now I'm not belittling it but 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 I'm going to make a joke and say is it anything like a timeshare where you can go well I would love to see the midwest and so you know maybe I could find a place out there to work
1: yes ma'am That's kind of what I'm thinking. I've thought about there's a few jobs in Utah and Colorado right now. No, that's not really the Midwest, but well, I guess it kind of is, but I I would love to go out there. Um, There's places all over the country that, that are asking for OTs, PTs, nurses.
0: That is really cool. And so you get to, and I love what you're saying about it, keeping you on your toes because you're getting
1: to do different kinds of practices. Yes, ma'am. It does. So I have the opportunity if I wanted to work with pediatrics, if I wanted to work in psychiatric, um, skilled nursing facilities, acute care, rehab hospitals, there's all different kinds of options, um, to choose from. And the hardest part is getting your license in that state, but that's actually pretty easy and your recruiters help you with that. So it's been an amazing opportunity. I'm just so thrilled.
0: Well, Let's talk about how you even chose OT. I mean, again, that seems like something kind of new. I, ironically, one of the first people I knew who was an occupational therapist um, teaches in the OT program at, at, in Marion at the School of Health Sciences, uh, Terry Gilley is one of the first people I ever knew who even did that kind of work. And so I love Terry Gilley. She's
1: the greatest. She's she incredible. Is.
0: She is. And so is her mama. She was, yeah, her mama worked at Emory & Henry, even when I was a student. Let's not talk about how long ago that was. But, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, but that, that she was one of the first people I even knew who did that. So how did you know that you wanted to do occupational therapy as a career?
1: Well, it took me a while. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I know what I want to do when I grow up. I didn't. Um, I bounced around the idea of being a doctor or, and then I, I thought about physical therapy. Um, honestly, it comes down to my little cousin, um, seeing him go through occupational therapy because um, he had a stroke during birth. And so he had cerebral palsy on his left side, or and he's disabled on his left side. And so seeing him with an occupational therapist and how creative they got to be and thinking outside of the box to keep him engaged. And just the progress that he made, it really impacted why I wanted to do OT. So initially, I thought I wanted to work with pediatrics and kids. um, But I found out that I love my, my little old people. They're so cute and I love hearing their stories, but that's beside the point. Um,
0: no, it's that's... not beside the point because <laughs> being able to, being able to get excited about those stories is a gift, my little friend, because some people get tired of those stories. And
1: so you have a gift that you get excited about those tales. I think that's awesome. Thank you. I, one of my favorite questions to ask my, my little folk, my older, I don't want to say old, older folks is what's the key? what's the key to living to be 95? I had a patient the other day that was 106. It it blew my mind. Um, And I just said like, what's the key? And then I love hearing the stories of how long people have been together and the success stories and what keeps them together. And so that's really probably one of my favorite parts of my job is just getting that advice from older folks that I work with.
0: Well, and I'm not kidding you that that is a gift that you are a good listener, because you you need to be a good listener. And that makes them feel valued, you know, being heard. I have a lot of theories about how people really just want to be heard. And so the (laughs) fact that you will hear them is probably, you know, one of the things that is very helpful and in their recovery. So I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to remind everybody that we're speaking with Kelly Landreth, um, an Emory & Henry School of Health Sciences graduate who finished in 2018. And she's a traveling occupational therapist. Could have been a traveling Wilderberry, but no, she's a traveling occupational therapist. And she's, she's in Florida right now. I didn't even ask where in Florida. It's a big state. I should have asked. Fort,
1: My- Fort Myers. What is that next to? That's way down, isn't it? Below Tampa. So it's like an hour and a half, two hours below Tampa. Yeah, I think. <laughs> so <do> you,
0: <laughs> so, so how, how long, how far along are you in your 13 week contract? Are you,
1: I am halfway tomorrow is my halfway point.
0: Wow. Are you starting to get the itch or you will stay a little bit longer?
1: Well, I did submit a request to stay a little bit longer because, you know, I'm loving this Florida sun and the beaches and all of that. Um, But if they don't need the help, then I'm okay with moving on to the next opportunity.
0: Well, and tell me a little bit about how you how you feel about working with trauma patients. So so these are folks who've been injured and need to do rehabilitation.
1: Yes, ma'am. So we see all kinds of different um, different folks in the hospital. Anything from stroke, spinal cord, brain injury to COVID recoveries. Um, some of them are amputations. Um, I, it's, it can be intimidating at times, um, really knowing what the medical chart is saying and knowing like, okay, what am I actually supposed to do with this patient? So it, it, it is, it can be intimidating, but it also, I feel like has challenged me in a positive way to where it helps me more rounded as an OT because it helps that medical knowledge.
0: Have you, have you had some sort of particularly good success stories or some moments you are like, oh, this is why we do this. Look, he can, he can do this now, or she can,
1: she can do this now. She couldn't do this the other day. Oh, goodness. I've got all kinds of stories. (laughs) How long do you have? Um, (laughs) Well, not in, so unfortunately in the hospital setting where I'm at now, I don't get to do the rehab aspect where I see patients from start to finish as much. Um, but before I came down to Florida, I was in North Carolina and I worked at a neurological rehab hospital. And I had, oh gosh, it just it brings tears to my eyes sometimes because I had a patient that was a very heavy stroke. Um, couldn't even sit up on the side of the bed on day one. And then by the time he was leaving, he was standing up and transferring by himself. He was putting his clothes on by himself and it it was truly incredible. And there, there's all kinds of stories that I have, but, um, that, that is the biggest one is seeing people that go from barely being able to sit up on the side of the bed and then being able to walk out of there. We've seen that before too.
0: Well, that's what an amazing thing. That's fantastic.
1: Yes, ma'am. You, where, where are you from Kelly Landry? from. from. <laughs> I, I am from Bluefield, Virginia. Okay. My family actually still lives in Bluefield. So that's why my, my address is Bluefield. Cause that's technically like my permanent residence. Um,
0: okay.
1: Uh, but yes, so I, but I haven't actually been in Bluefield since before way back when, when I was at Emory.
0: And you started your undergrad at Emory and, and you, you didn't finish with us, but you came back.
1: So how did yep. you end
0: up, how'd you end up? All right, so first of all, where'd you go after Emory
1: and Henry? Where'd you go? Well, so I was at Emory m- until my end of my junior year and I had transferred to Radford because they had an occupational therapy program at the time. Emory and Henry didn't. Um, and so I transferred to Radford thinking if I could, get there, um, do some classes that were needed. Maybe I could get my foot in the door at the, in the OT program. Um, but then I found out that Emory and Henry was developing a program and, um, they, I just was blessed by the opportunity that they gave me to come back. Um, and I wouldn't have traded me and an Emory for my, un, for my undergrad or graduate for anything. Um, the, professors, the staff, everyone is wonderful. And then at the health science school, it's just like that connection that even, I mean, even undergrad, I mean, just Emory in general is truly a special place. Um, am thankful. Like I still keep in touch with my professors, uh, that they check in every now and then ask how I'm doing. Um, being part of the inaugural class was was really something special. It it was terrifying. You know, we were like, are we going to get accredited? How is it going to work? But the, like the professors, they allowed us to have a say, you know, they said, well, what can we do better to make this program successful? So Mm -hmm. as a student in the first class, we really got to help collaborate with the professors to build that program and to build the the basis of the health science school, which was really neat.
0: Well, and now that you're out practicing in the world, I'm thinking that you probably have even more suggestions or ideas to share back. And so it's nice that you've got that relationship
1: with your faculty members. Yes, ma'am. And I've even had a couple or I've had one or two Emory and Henry students um, back when I was working full time up in Virginia. Um, they sent a couple students my way and nice. that was pretty That was, that was nice to have those connections. And maybe one of these days when I decide to settle down, I I can reach back out and tell them to send a student my way.
0: Well, you know, that's one of the things we really hope will happen with more and more of our School of Health Sciences graduates is, you know, we want to make those placements with, with alumni of the program and partially just because it's awesome to make that connection with somebody, you know, but Uh I'm just, I'm just going to brag a little bit and say that, you can't believe how many times a graduate of Emory & Henry will call me and say, I had to do rehab at blah-de-blah, blah, and, you know, my, my PT or my OT, whatever, was not a graduate from the School of Health Sciences, and they were amazing, and I hear that all the time. I mean, you guys really have been held to a
1: high standard. They, the staff, the faculty at the Health Science School, they are tremendous. They built that program and have made something amazing there they yeah. really have.
0: Well, it's really cool to hear people talk about it because, you know, I mean, you know, you know how people are. They tend to be really eager to call when something bad happens or when they have somebody to complain about. So right. I <laughs> always say to people, it was so good of you to take the time to say something nice because they don't always do that. But but they just brag and brag and brag about the the graduates that they meet from, from up there. So that's pretty cool. Yes, ma'am. It yeah. is. All right, so you know. By the way, you know we're playing football in Bluefield this year. Do you know that? I didn't know that, but I might have to be there for that. I'm, I'm just saying, if you're looking for an excuse to go home and check on your mama, this might be the way to do it. Because yeah, we're, yes. we're we're playing we're playing Bluefield Bluefield College, or I guess it's University now, Bluefield University. I'll have
1: to be there for that. I look All forward right. to. it. All right, so <laughs> I'll be wearing I'll be wearing my blue and gold though. <laughs> Yeah, you will. Thank you very much. Yeah, you
0: will. I'll make sure you have something blue and gold. I'll put that in my my hopper to get you something. So one of the things I always ask during these conversations is, and I know you, you didn't, well, you were at Emory & Henry for three years. So I'm going to count that. So what at Emory & Henry undergrad, I'm going to give you the double whammy. What undergrad do you keep with you and carry with you still today? And, and from the School of Health Sciences, I mean, honestly, I mean, clearly, clearly, everything you did the School of Health Sciences, you're using every day and that kind of thing. But, right. but is there something in particular that you find yourself kind of referencing or rolling over in your head or quoting or you know some moment where you're like, oh, I, you know, I keep referencing back to that because it was so impactful. Or, but there was there something from your Emory and Henry time, either from either place that that really follows you.
1: Well. I would say that my experience, or Emory and Henry helped build me as a leader. Um, I, I truly believe that. I, I was given opportunities to work in the president's office and to work as an RA and then a head RA, and so having those experiences I true I believe truly helped develop me as a leader and helped make me stronger moving forward and so I may not reference it back every single day but I do think about it and I'm very thankful that you know even orientation leader I'll look back on those times I had a blast doing orientation <laughs> <laughs> and just all the opportunities that you know a lot of people talk about going to a, a bigger college how they, they're just like, oh, yeah, I went to class and did this and that. But I truly felt like I was part of a community. And, like, I felt like I I, made, I had a contribution to Emory and Henry. They, they had a big impact on me as well. Um, so I would just say the opportunity to become a leader has been tremendous from Emory.
0: Isn't that something? You know, that's true. And, and it's really, sometimes it's hard to convey that to an 18-year-old when you're trying to say, I know it's a smaller place, but but you're, you're needed, you're necessary. They need you to be involved. They need you to do things. And I, I just don't, it's, it's hard to make that impression on somebody who's just, you know, looking at, well, you know, you're looking at big schools a lot of times because it looks fun and it is fun, but, but smaller schools to give you a chance to really do things.
1: They do. And they help, help you as a person, not just academically, which Emery and Henry on a transcript looks very prestigious. You know, Emory and Henry is prestigious, but it just helps round you as a person as a whole as well. Yeah.
0: All right. And um, we're going to, we're going to finish you out soon, but I
1: have to ask you about Jackson. Yes, ma'am. So, he's, so t-
0: tell, tell everybody about Jackson.
1: Well, Jackson is a, he's seven and a half years old and he's a miniature Australian shepherd and he is my best friend. He has, he's a traveling little dog. Let me tell you, we have lived in Arizona, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida. He has been with me through it all. He's flown on an airplane. This dog just, as long as he's with me, we are, we are good. We're two peas in a pod for sure.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. So how does he feel about Florida? I mean, does he get hot or is he Okay.
1: He does get hot. So on our walk, (laughs) on our walks, we don't last very long. (laughs) Not just him, neither of us. I'm I'm
0: with him on that one for for sure. But he loves
1: the water. We have a pool. And so jumping in the pool, he loves to do took him to the beach last weekend. So he's enjoying that aspect of Florida.
0: I think that's awesome. Well, he's a beautiful, he's a beautiful fella. And I, I, you know, I don't think you need to be looking for any other Florida man because you've got the only man you need. And that is Jackson, that beautiful redheaded boy. So you just, yes, is that not the truth? Oh, yes, it is the truth. (laughs) So as we finish up, if you, if, if there's a young person who's thinking about going into um, some type of healthcare or, Maybe specifically about occupational therapy. What, what would, how would you sort of sell a young person on going into healthcare and OT right now? It's the greatest
1: profession. No, um, it's that's it a good really, thing. If you enjoy working with people, truly like that face to face and making an impact in their life, OT, PT, speech, any healthcare profession is the way to go. Like we, I truly feel like I am making a difference, and that that is rewarding to me. Um, I, if they have any questions about healthcare, my biggest suggestion is to observe. Observe different disciplines. So if you think in PT or OT, or you can't decide, observe both. That's mm-hmm. the only way to really get the, op- or get the information to know what you want to do. Um, but OT is, is the greatest and I can't imagine doing anything else.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, they they started a um, health sciences camp this summer that gave young people the chance to do just that. They went and shadowed several different professionals to see what it was like to be in a PT office or what it was like to be in a doctor's office. And that's pretty amazing. I didn't know that. It was it was brand new this year, brand spanking new, and they did three weeks of it. I, I think they were. They were very tired at the end, but they did three different weeks of it and they had a really good time. So, yeah, that's exact. that. That
1: feeds, feeds in perfectly with what you're saying. So, all right. I don't, I don't think you can go wrong with any profession that is serving others.
0: I just might have to put that on a T-shirt. That is a lovely <laughs> thing to say. Thank you. Then serving others and you know one of my favorite occupational therapy stories there was an older woman in the community that she had to go into rehab for a little bit because she had, I don't know what she'd done or messed up her knee or maybe she had a knee replacement anyway she she was like she was really funny and she said it's doc Culberson for anybody listening who remembers them but doc was like well they made me prove that I could sweep before I could go home and I said honey I don't sweep at the house I you know this is not going to prove anything
1: exactly <laughs>
0: So I guess you have to find, you got to find something that they they do at the house
1: and not just something that you need them to do. Right. Something yeah. functional. Function is the big thing that we, we work on. Well, I'm going
0: to, I'm going to try to find somebody who's had knee replacement and ask them if they'll come wash my windows just to prove that they can. Not because I need my windows washed. I just need to make sure they're okay. That sounds like a great idea. I think so too. <laughs> Hey, Kelly Landreth, um, Emory & Henry School of Health Sciences graduate from 2018, a traveling occupational therapist hanging out in Fort Myers, Florida with the cutest boy on on the beach, Jackson. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for talking to us tonight, and thanks for sharing about what you're doing. This is
1: great. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I feel like if you let me, we'd talk for another hour or two.
0: I know, <laughs> I know. That's I, 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 that's why I was telling you I have to watch the watch my watch because I'm not a good editor. So we gotta <laughs> we gotta cut it off. But thank you so much for sharing with us. And if if we have some some folks that are you know want to follow up and be in touch, maybe I can put them in touch with you
1: send them my way. I'm more than happy to talk about Emory and Henry School of Health Sciences or OT any day. Perfect. All right,
0: Kelly, thank you so much. And thank you all for being with us tonight on the Duck Con wall. We appreciate your attention and your time and we hope you'll keep on listening to WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia. There's some great stuff coming up next and you don't want to miss it.